Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Last night, Gary Shapley, the so-called IRS whistleblower, was on Fox News with Brett Baer. Before I welcome a special guest to talk about this issue, I want you to hear a piece of what he had to say. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And as far as the president's involvement in that? So... That's kind of the crux of, of one of the issues here is that we weren't allowed to ask questions about dad. We weren't allowed to ask about the big guy. We weren't allowed to in, include uh, uh, certain names and document requests and search warrants. So, um, you know, we were precluded from following that line of questioning. Are you convinced, looking back at this now, that this was an effort to protect President Biden and his family? Uh, I mean... We were conducting an investigation of Hunter Biden, and we were trying to follow the normal process. We were trying to get to the bottom of it, and ultimately, you know, if it was going to lead to another individual, you know, we should follow that to uh, to determine what is actually happening. Um, but you know, there were definitely hindrances that I've never seen before in my 14 years concerning this investigation that didn't allow us to follow through an investigation of, uh, of, of, of any other individual to include President Biden. So here's the short version, and we talked about this extensively yesterday, predicated on a front-page story in the New York Times, one of the co-authors about to join me. But the short version is that Shapley, as you heard, says his hands were tied. Attorney General Merrick Garland says, I gave a free hand to David Weiss, the U.S. attorney based in Delaware. Weiss wrote a letter to Jim Jordan dated June 7, where he said, I want to make clear that as the attorney general has stated, I have been granted ultimate authority over this matter, including responsibility for deciding where, when and whether to file charges and for making decisions necessary to preserve the integrity of the prosecution. Glenn Thrush and Michael Schmidt wrote the aforementioned story in yesterday's Times. Glenn Thrush joins me now. Hey, Glenn, I'm really appreciative because this is of such keen interest to my audience. You co-authored the key story on it. And I guess the first thing that I wanted to ask is whether there's a benign explanation, meaning can we square Shapley, Weiss and Garland? Is there a way they're all telling the truth? Uh, 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 Not to quote Nietzsche on you. I'm going to start Uh-oh. with a Nietzsche quote. Uh-oh. Courage, courage is the tolerance of ambiguity. <laughs> what the hell does the, that mean? The bottom line is th- there's one missing player here in the public, uh, sort of in the public domain. We've heard from Merrick Garland. We've heard from Joe Biden. We're hearing increasingly from Shapley. <clears throat> we have not heard from Weiss. And, and the other thing that I would sort of caution people about is Shapley has not testified under oath in front of uh, cross-examining questioners. 
Okay. So he is picking his uh, media outlets that he's choosing to speak with. We've requested to speak with him. We have not had an opportunity. So he talked to Jim Axelrod at CBS, I believe, twice. He's now talked to Brett Baird. Brett is, is a terrific journalist. He did a great job on Trump. But um, we are not having uh, the same sort of forensic questioning that the majority on the committee did uh, on Shapley in a public forum. Very important to say, uh, Merrick Garland, when he made his attestations about this, was under oath, was sworn in. Shapley has not yet been sworn in. I just want to make that very clear. And then well, I'm glad, Glenn, Glenn, can I, I interrupt yeah, you and sorry. say, I'm glad that you yeah, yeah, said that at the outset, because yeah. I think I misstated this yesterday. I'm pretty sure I told my audience that Shapley has has risked a perjury charge with the account that he's provided, and I guess I was now, now wrong. He might have, Michael. He might have, because um, <clears throat> because stating, uh, and you, your listeners will forgive me, the smoke is getting to me a bit, but the... Um, the, he, there are not insubstantial risks in testifying to a committee staffer in which you mischaracterize things. But it's a whole different order of magnitude when you do it, when you put your hand on the Bible. Or, Got it. Okay. Or, uh, Understood. Conceptually put your hand on the Bible. I think so, I interrupted you. What, I, what else did you want to say? No, no. I think the other, the other question that you, that you have to ask here, and, and um, in my story, I think it was perfectly encapsulated by uh, the former John Fishwick, who was the former federal prosecutor, a former federal prosecutor in in uh, Virginia, who basically was like, "Is this an issue of a guy who is who is disgruntled because the investigation didn't move in the direction that he wanted, or is there something else here?" And, and I think um, at the moment we don't know the answer to that question. Right. I had that circled in my my print version of yesterday's paper, and what I'm hearing Glenn Thrush say is that the tiebreaker is going to be David Weiss. The letter's not enough. The, the The letter is vague, dated June 7. We need to hear more from him. Right. It's it's all about what Weiss did or didn't say. And there's a lot of different explanations for these scenarios. The other thing I would also uh, caution people on is, you know, we interviewed my uh, superb uh, colleague, Mike Schmidt, uh, and I interviewed, you know, a lot of current and former people who are in these positions of decision. And one of the questions that came up was why IRS agents don't typically talk about expanding investigations into areas that don't have to do with, with tax liability, right? So, so it would not necessarily be in the purview of an IRS agent as opposed to the FBI or a DOJ prosecutor to be talking about expanding it to other individuals unless – there was some sense in the tax documents that that extended to that individual. So a question, not again, not to slight Brett, <clears throat> a question that I would like to ask Shapley is, was there evidence in the, in the, either in the non-filing or in um, the material, in the, in, in the payments and the agreements later that indicated that there were other individuals whether it be uh, Joe Biden or other members of the Biden family that were involved in this, because presumably that would be in the in the purview of the FBI and uh, DOJ. And the and the other thing about that is uh, that I would ask Shapley is, was he entirely certain that every aspect of the investigation was being shared with him? He was part of a team investigating this. Is it possible that there were other discussions going on that he was not party to? Was he was he compartmentalized? Part, again, it's unclear. Yeah. 
Hey, so, so these you, are some very nuts and bolts kind of questions. Okay, you know you have written something important and widely discussed when your paragraphs are being numbered. And surely, Glenn Thrush knows, people are buzzing about paragraph 21. So let's go there, because the line says, that episode was confirmed independently to the New York Times by a person with knowledge of the situation. It makes it sound like you've already found a tiebreaker. No. What we have discovered is um, whether or not the whether or not the prosecutors and we haven't verified this for D.C., we have we've identified one fairly narrow aspect of the story, and that is Weiss had an interaction with the central. And we're not sure we believe it was the interim individual prior to the um, prior to the prior starting with the there's a there is a permanent uh, U.S. attorney out there who took office in September. It seems to have this decision seems to have spanned him and his predecessor to complicate matters. What we've ascertained is Weiss approached him about a potential prosecution. Um, this person uh, told him no, and Weiss at that point in time was presented with a decision. Now, now, now here are two questions to ask about that that we're not able to answer. Was that predicated on a decision by an alternative jurisdiction that this case didn't have legs? They didn't see a good evidentiary chance. Or was it influenced by something else? We don't know, right? Another we don't know. And then sort of secondly, Weiss at that point in time, and I think the most important part of this story in my view is uh, the understanding that there, the mechanism that Garland has talked about, because the big question has been, if, why didn't Garland appoint Weiss as a special counsel, which would have presumably given him authority to bring charges in any jurisdiction, as you're seeing with Jack Smith, right, in the Trump case? Well, <clears throat> there's another mechanism here. It's called special attorney. And what Weiss would have had to have done at that point in time was to go to Garland or up through the chain through Lisa Monaco, the deputy attorney general, made this request. Garland has said that he would have granted any request Weiss made. Weiss apparently has not made that request. So the question is, why didn't Weiss make the request? Was it because he thought the fix was in, as, as Republicans have insinuated? Or was there some reason where he thought the case probably wasn't strong enough and that he was sort of offering it up to these other prosecutors? Again, the lying prosecutors in D.C., in California, and in Delaware are not discussing this. This is this is kind of the black hole here. And it is noteworthy that Garland, a couple of days after the Biden deal was announced, told us reporters at, at Maine Justice that he was perfectly fine with Weiss testifying before Congress. The New York Post today in uh, in hammering you for, quote unquote, burying the dirt says this, IRS supervisory agent Gary Shapley told the House Ways and Means Committee last month that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss was blocked from pursuing charges against the first son in both Washington, D.C. and Southern California by Biden-appointed U.S. attorneys Matthew Graves and Martin Estrada. In, in your paragraph 21, you make reference to a Central District of California prosecutor as well as Washington, D.C., but you don't name them. Are we talking about the same people? Are we talking about Graves and Estrada? The New York Post perhaps is privy to information that we are not. Perhaps they have a different standard 
uh, in terms of uh, in terms of asserting things than my news organization does. We don't know. Simple. We don't know if it went up to Graves. We don't know if it went up to Estrada. Presumably it did. We don't know if that decision was made by prosecutors below them who had made a determination because it is highly – the one thing I will tell you about covering the Department of Justice, the decisions, the, the moments that things get interesting are when a supervisor contradicts lying prosecutors below them. So it is a very important in the lives of prosecutors in terms of chain of command to either agree or disagree with a prosecutorial recommendation that is coming from below them. So, for instance, if a, let's just say theoretically Estrada did make that decision, <clears throat> would he have been doing it on the advice or against the advice of the individual below them? These are the kinds of questions that, you know, ultimately when this investigation, the, 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 key, the key phrase uh, the thing that is sort of holding all of this stuff up at the moment is the press release that Weiss put out after the Hunter Biden deal, which was very enigmatic, raised a lot of questions, which said the investigation is ongoing. As long as he categorizes it as that, none of these people can testify. Right. It gives cover uh, for not speaking. About this. Right. But it also could indicate that maybe all of our assumptions about this are mistaken. Maybe yeah, maybe Shapley's assumptions are mistaken. I think it's unlikely, but is it possible that they're Glenn, still looking into some of these? Glenn, for, for what it's yeah. worth, for what it's worth to watch this guy Shapley, I don't know him. I've never spoken to him, but he strikes me as credible. I don't think that he's lying. That What occurs to me is that there may be elements of the story to which he's not privy. Have you uncovered any reason <laughs> that would establish bias on his part? No, you know, obviously, look. The individuals who are representing him now, it's a fairly closed circle, right? The, the story begins with a very specific kind of interrogation by Chuck Grassley of Merrick Garland back in March on very right. specific questions that are clearly drawn from this, right? Uh, <clears throat> Shapley is, is represented by a firm um, founded by former Grassley staffers. Okay, so we're dealing with and funded by we're not sure who. So we're dealing – so there is definitely a conservative political component on this, and Shapley himself claims – one of the things I will say about – and I've read this transcript now four times <laughs> – is um, one area that's entirely unsubstantiated is he claims that Weiss badmouthed him to IRS superiors, thereby screwing with a promotion that, that he and, – and, and that is really the pivot for him, his whistleblower claim. Again, not been challenged by by an adversarial questioner, and he has not been asked to produce evidence that that in fact happened. He, you know, and in many of these instances in employment cases, you can't prove it. So, um, I think that's an important thing to note. But in terms of his credibility, again, we don't know how what he was privy to. We also don't know. He named six individuals. This firm that I just referenced named six individuals who were in the room, and there's a letter that was produced that was part of this testimony released by the Ways and Means Committee that includes their names. Most of them are currently working for the government as corroborative witnesses. So my suspicion is eventually we're going to get to the bottom of this. I think the Department of Justice folks have indicated that this could have been some version of the game of telephone. Um and if you kind of look at the – and the other thing that is somewhat inconsistent in Chapley's testimony is the image of Weiss himself. 
there are times when Shapley views Weiss as somebody who is very simpatico with him. And then there are times that he views Weiss as somebody who's very antagonistic. But can so I say one last like, thing? Because I don't want to overstay yeah. my, my welcome with you. But but he yeah. also yeah. he tells a story that apparently is supported with contemporaneous notations that on October 7 of 2022 at this famous meeting, Weiss says, I, you know, I'm not the guy who's going to make the decision. Right. I mean, uh, did he say it? We don't know. It's it's Weiss says uh, all we can go on at this point in time is the letter that Weiss sent to the Hill. He doesn't right. address these issues no. specifically, but he says I had quote ultimate authority, which sounds to me as sounds to me like a direct refute refu- ref- refutation of this. And yep. like, right, we are just not going to know the answer until Weiss speaks under oath about it. Right. I hope you and live Shopper to be a. Too. I hope you live to be 150, but I'm I'm wondering if, if like, in the obit. And he once authored the story with paragraph 21 in the New York Times print edition. That was a joke. I have learned long ago. My, my attempt at humor, yes. I have learned long ago that, you know, my goal in these stories is to attempt to ask and answer the questions my readers want to know. Uh, you know, and my, and, my, and my collaborator, Mike Schmidt, is exactly in the same boat. And we really set out on this looking at this transcript, trying to figure out as much information as we could through our reporting and to present this, you know, present yeah. the information that we get knew it. and the information that we didn't know. So your your willingness to do. come your willingness to come on and address all of it, I think, tells people a, a great deal about what they need to know of your search for the truth. So thank you for that. I'm very, very appreciative. And obviously, I'm far into the weeds and waiting for your next installment on it. <laughs> well, me too. Thank you, Glenn. Take care. Glenn Thrush from the New York Times, ladies and gentlemen. All right. There's a lot here. I'm going to do a reset when we come back in a moment and remind people of some of the differing accounts on this. What have we just learned? What questions do we still have? The underlying issue was the U.S. attorney limited, uh, rebuffed in his ability or desire to prove or look into some level of investigation pertaining to the Bidens. And as Glenn points out, you know, we need to hear from David Weiss. The vague letter of June 7 is just not telling us enough. But one last thing I'll say, and I'll come back and offer more thoughts. I think his answer when I say, can all these accounts be squared? And and he's quoting Nitschke for me. I think the answer to that was no. No, some, somebody is not being forthcoming. This is me speaking, not Glenn Thrush. Someone's not being forthcoming. Who might that be? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Allow me to give you a quick recap of what I just uh, was discussing with Glenn Thrush. He made reference to the Senate hearing in March where Senator Grassley seemed to be following a very particular script as he was questioning Merrick Garland about these investigations. In April 2022, you testified to Senator Haggerty uh, that the Hunter Biden investigation was insulated from political interference because it was assigned to, as you just now told me, to the Delaware attorney's office. However, that could be misleading because without special counsel authority, he could need permission uh, of another U.S. attorney in certain circumstances to bring charges outside the District of uh, Delaware. I'd like clarification from you with respect to these concerns. Uh, The the U.S. attorney in Delaware has been uh, advised that he has full authority uh, to to make those kind of uh, referrals that you're talking about or to bring cases in other jurisdictions if he feels it's necessary. And I will assure that if he does, uh, he will be able to do that. Does the Delaware U.S. attorney lack independent charging authority over certain criminal allegations against the president's son outside of the district of Delaware? Um, He would have to bring, if it's in another district, he would have to bring the case in another district. But as I said, uh, I have promised to ensure that he's able to carry out uh, his investigation and that he be able to run it. And if he uh, needs to bring it in another jurisdiction, he will have full authority to do that. So Merrick Garland has been consistent in saying David Weiss, the U.S. attorney holdover from the Trump administration, has a totally free hand. That is contradicted by Gary Shapley, who is the IRS whistleblower. If this was any other person, they likely would have already served their sentence. There were personal expenses that were taken as business expenses. Prostitutes, sex club memberships, hotel rooms for purported drug dealers. How much did Hunter Biden owe in taxes? So from 2014 to 2019, it was $2.2 million. Shapley says this all came to a head. October 7 at a meeting among investigators when Weiss made an unexpected admission to him in the presence of several other federal law enforcement officials, quote, he surprised us by telling us the charges, quote, I'm not the deciding official on whether charges are filed. To add to the surprise, U.S. Attorney Weiss stated that he subsequently asked for special counsel authority from Maine DOJ at the time and was denied that authority. Mr. Weiss, he said, was then told to follow the DOJ's process. So what does Weiss say? Well, we really don't know beyond the letter that I just referenced with Glenn Thrush that he writes to Jim Jordan and says uh, that he's responding to a letter of May 25. While your letter does not specifically by name, does not specifically by name the ongoing investigation, I'm reading it literally. That is the subject of the committee's oversight. Its content suggests your inquiry is related to an investigation in my district. Essentially, he's saying, hey, we both know what you're inquiring about, even if I can't confirm it. If my assumption is correct, I want to make clear that as the attorney general has stated, I have been granted ultimate authority over the matter. 
including responsibility for deciding where, when, and whether to file charges and for making decisions necessary to preserve the integrity of the prosecution consistent with federal law. So how do we, how do we square these accounts? Can they be squared? And then you throw in paragraph 21, which you heard me reference to Glenn, where it says, Actually, I'll read you two paragraphs. It's not clear if Mr. Weiss was convinced those strands of the investigation should be prosecuted or was simply making sure all potential charges were pursued thoroughly. Key part now. But in mid-2022, Mr. Weiss reached out to the top federal prosecutor in Washington, Matthew Graves, to ask his office to pursue the charges and was rebuffed, according to Shapley's testimony. A similar request to prosecutors in the Central District of California, which includes Los Angeles, was also rejected. Mr. Shapley testified. A second former IRS official who has not been identified told House Republicans the same story. That episode was confirmed independently to The New York Times by a person with knowledge of the situation. How can all of these things, all of these differing accounts be squared? And then you've, you've got the pile on from the New York Post, which says a key claim from the IRS whistleblower about the botched investigation into first son Hunter Biden has been confirmed by the New York Times, but you have to look hard to find it. IRS supervisory agent Gary Shapley told the House Ways and Means Committee last month that Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss was blocked from pursuing charges against the first son in both Washington, D.C. and Southern California by Biden appointed U.S. Attorneys Matthew Graves and Martin Estrada. And when I asked Glenn Thrush, are those the, the right names? He said, you know, we really don't know. I think suggesting that there was transition in the U.S. attorney's office and it might have been them and it might have been somebody else. You, you heard it. And now you know all that I know. Can the differing accounts be squared? Uh, if not, who's not telling the truth? This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. I said yesterday that the, the David Weiss the Merrick Garland, the Gary Shapley story took a big step yesterday because it was on the front page of the Times and CBS News was all over it. And now you just heard from one of the Times lead investigative reporters. So, like, where are we in this? H- how do you try and square the different accounts? David, you're in Newark, Delaware. What did you want to say? 
Hey, Michael. Good morning. Yeah, Hi. I, I, you know, I've got a classmate and an uncle, both who are U.S. attorneys. I, these guys are pretty tight-lipped. They don't usually talk out of school. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that this guy was going into meetings saying that the attorney general is blocking him from doing something. Even right, but if it, it was true, but it, I don't think he would be talking. But it was an internal meeting, right? I get it. Like, if, if it were true, he wouldn't say it anywhere. But I guess I would respond and say, if he were going to offer that insight, it would be to colleagues who were looking for more of aggressive investigation. Maybe. I, 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 you could have a point there. I, I just don't. I've not done a lot with U.S. attorneys, but I do find them to be pretty serious about the oath they take and doing the job they've been given to do. Uh, I think that's fair from my experience with U.S. attorneys, which has been limited, but I, th- I think that's a fair statement. Aaron, you're in Rockland County, New York. Greetings. Can you square these differing accounts? Well, yeah. My, uh, my take on Garland's statement is that he's saying that, you know, the, attor- the Delaware attorney can, he has the full authority to make a request. But, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean he won't be stonewalled by D.C. and L.A. Um, also, you know, reminder, a sitting president can't be indicted. And I believe that if it got to D.C., you know, Joe Biden would probably be in- implicated. And there's probably a sealed uh, indictment of him somewhere lying around that won't get to until 2025, you know. Merrick Garland does not strike me as a guy who's taken a political bullet for anybody. I don't think of him. I mean, he, he came off the, the D.C. bench. He's a judge. He's not a he's not a political hack who came through the, you know, the ranks. I don't believe he owes the Biden administration any level of protection. And I'm dubious. I'm not I'm not dubious that someone in the U.S. attorney's office in California or in Washington, D.C., would be uncomfortable pursuing an investigation of the Bidens. I'm very dubious that that word or that mantra would ever have come from high up from the AG himself. I just can't see that. So what about Timothy Sybil in the FBI in L.A. over in California? What, what happened to him? I have no idea who you're talking about. You'll have to educate me. Timothy Sybil? P-H-I-B-A-U-L-T, the guy who, uh, you know, kind of suppressed the whole Hunter Biden story when the lying 51 current and former Intel officials put out that. Oh, OK. Right. But what's but what's that got to do with whether David Weiss in Delaware was thwarted in pursuing an no, investigation? LA, LA. I see you're you're. Yeah, you're you're wondering if there's a connection between the two. I don't have anything uh, of of value to offer. Jamie, Chester Springs, Pennsylvania. What did you want to say? Yes, Michael. How are you? Hi. Give me one second. I'm okay. Dremeling, and I got the Dremel caught my pits. I got it done now. Hey, uh, two things, three things. Number what one, what did he get caught? It. Wait, you got what did you get? What did you get caught in your pants? Adrenaline caught in his pants. Okay, I've heard enough. No, I'm cutting off nails in my attic listening to your great show. Michael, real quick, three quick ones. Number one, you are so wonderful. I'll call you a journalist. You're so objective. I agree with you most of the time, and if I don't agree with you, I respect you so much. You're so great. Do what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Number number two, um, the New York Times person that you had, I forget the name. but Glenn Thrush. The question is, and this is is empirical, can, can you confirm... Uh, with your sources, was he under oath? I thought he was under oath. 
and the New York Times guy may have skirted the issue. He said, well, I'm not really sure, but he wasn't subject to cross-examination, which you know as a lawyer is compelling. But if he was under oath, and please confirm it. It wouldn't matter if he were cross-examined. If, if, you're pretty, if you lie to Congress, it's pretty bad. The third point, how you square it. Maybe the U.S. Attorney Weiss was not telling the truth. Maybe Attorney Garland gave him the authority. The IRS guy, they're telling the truth, saying that's what Weiss said. Maybe Weiss was not telling the truth. He didn't want the IRS people, his agents, to know that he wasn't backing them, so he was shifting the blame on um, the U.S. attorney and the other U.S. attorneys not giving him authority. So basically the person not telling the truth, if it's – I don't know if it's true – was the U.S. attorney. And that's Jamie, the case being able Jamie, to let me let me just say this. The first, thanks for the compliment. Second, an oath is an oath is an oath. Whether you're cross examination, if you've taken an oath, you're subject to perjury. I think that's the important point that you wanted to bring out, and I think it's a I think it's yes. a valid point. Um, and, my other observation, Frank, was he under I, I can only tell you that he, he was in front of the House Ways and Means Committee last month, and I'm going to find out more about exactly what those those circumstances may have been. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate very much your weighing in. Uh, go back to whatever it is you are doing, because I'm still unclear. Port Charlotte, Florida is where Joe is standing by. Hi, Joe. Hey, hey Mike, have you reached out to Bobolinsky and uh, this guy, see if you can interview him yourself? Been through this so many times in explaining that I invited Tony Bobolinsky onto this program personally and have the, uh, the the text messages to prove it. TC did likewise. Uh, Corinna, my producer for CNN, is the third person. Like the trifecta, full court press, and I personally spoke to him on the phone. Uh, and, and because I because, and nothing. And I took umbrage because he would say that like he's never been invited on CNN. I'm like, wait a minute. I invited you and I've got the text to prove it. Have I invited Shapley? Not yet. But TC will be inviting him because I'd like to talk to him. Oh, that'll be great. OK, well, I, I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that it'll come on with me, but I I can only I can only. I can only tell you that I, you know, I said a moment ago that I thought he looked credible. Doug is in L.A. You you see something different. What do you see, Doug? Well, I saw Shapley last yesterday on Brett Baer's program, and right. he seemed as credible as you could possibly be. I, you know, I, I don't know how you can deny his story. I read something that I, suggested I, I, you didn't find him credible. I totally misunderstood no, what I, I, you were going to say. You and I see it the same way. I mean, you you and I see it the same way. And I, I said this about I said this about Bobolinsky. When I saw Bobolinsky in the eleventh hour, I said this does not look to me like a guy who's spinning a yarn. For what it's worth, you know, both of them passed the smell test. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from nine a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM POTUS channel one twenty four or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy-five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.